This podcast is brought to you by Two More Reps Coffee Beans. Get your two more reps with this natural pre-workout. Buy your bag at twomoreps.com.au. Welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. On today's episode, I've got another very special guest. Now, this gentleman has been on before. It was about August last year that I got him on. Um, The technician, Travis Cochran, came on and he talked about his journey. Now, he was a rugby league prodigy. Biggest on the field, incredible talent. Uh, got picked up really early by the Broncos and went through their pathway system and effectively got offered an NRL contract which you know really is every young male's dream to play in the NRL if you're a a, a footy nut if you're a Queenslander and New South Welshman and, and love sport then that's the possible ambition and Travis had that in front of him and he knocked it back so we talk about that in the original podcast but we go into more depth this time around and what he's up to now his evolution has been tremendous he's now uh, working with so many people from a coaching front um, he's got so many different avenues of business going on. It's it's so impressive to see someone following their dreams and their goals and really having a fulfilling life that is, his cup is full, effectively. So without me going on any further, let's get on with it and uh, talk to Travis. Travis Cochran, the technician, welcome back, my friend. So good to be back, man. It's crazy to think that, as we were just saying, it's been... What's that? Just under a year now. Yeah, yeah. August, um, we sat down uh, in my little studio at Rana and uh, talked about your story. And um, yeah, it's uh, as I said to you, you know, watching from afar, the evolution of you individually from then till now has been pretty full on. And it's um, it's it's a good and the, one of the main reasons I want to get back on is obviously tell that story uh, even further. But it's a great insight for anyone that listens and then goes, well, you know, I can follow my dreams. I can change my direction. I can um pursue happiness i can fill my cup it's not uh it's not something that's um never going to be possible for anyone which uh you are a walking example of so it's, it's really cool to see yeah well and it's it really is humbling to think how far i have come it'd be even cool to go back and do some sort of comparison in the way i speak the way i hold myself the way i look in a video next to each other because the amount that has changed in 12 months is insane, man. Like it's, yeah. and you're right. Like I'm, I'm 32 this year. I turned 32 in April. So yep. people get so caught up in this, like, Oh, I'm this age and I should have this done by now. And this, and Oh, this, this career didn't work out. And it's like, okay, well, does that matter? <laughs> it's, but society tells us it matters. That's society right. tells us we should have this, this, and this. Yep. And yet no one's really focusing more so on the story that they want to create, mm. right? So, uh, you know, even the fact that I think when I was talking to you, yeah, I would have, I was still with my partner at the time. Yep. We, we separated in December because I got to a moment where I was doing so much work. I was elevating so high and doing so much like spirituality, personal development, all these things, all these beautiful things that I had this realization that we just were too different, very, very different people. So, and people from the outside in say like, oh, what are you doing? Like, she's a perfect woman and this, this, and so. Yeah, Tams is incredible and we're still very close, but 
at the same time, she just wasn't the woman for me. And, you know, some people will sit there and say same thing where they look at the age, they look at the person they found, they're like, oh, that's the, that's the best I'll ever do. That's like, well, if you have that kind of attitude, then yeah, that is the best you're ever going to do because that's what you believe. But for myself, I had that realization that I can have and do and be whatever I want. Mm. So why would I not? I'm not going to settle. If I'm not entirely happy with what I have, then it's okay to change direction and go out and do yourself. But I didn't say to myself, oh, I'm going to go find someone better because Tams is incredible. What I did is I'm going to go find someone better within. So I went within and did all this work on myself so that then when I'm ready, the universe or whatever it may be, whatever anyone believes will provide that person for me that I deserve at yep. my level. I'll meet someone at my level, which I did that work, man. And I can see that the, the people in my life right now, the environment, not, not just on a romantic level, but friends, family, I cannot stop getting and meeting new people that are incredible and they just How raise good. me up, right? I'm sure you've noticed that in the past where when your environment's solid and yep. they're at a level, they raise you up too. 100%. They do, man. Absolutely. It's, it's who you um, surround yourself with. You know, if you, uh, you surround yourself with, with toxic people or negative people, well, guess what? That's going to influence you in the way you think. You surround yourself with positivity and gratitude and just people that are enthusiastic about life. Well, that's going to work, work its way into you as well. So your values, your your energy, everything changes. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Yeah, and it's uh, I talk about this story quite a lot whenever I am on a podcast and I think I may have mentioned it to you about when I met Potsy at the mm. farmer's markets and that sort of thing. And I like this story. Yeah, yeah and it's to, to think that that one man changed my trajectory so much yeah. What then continued to happen was that ripple effect of meeting people like Toddy Jarrett, who's now one of my best mates and mentors, right? Yep. Rip, who became one of my best mates and mentors as well, because he has his things that he could teach me. And, you know, with anyone not knowing, <laughs> just before I went to that Dr. Espen experience is when we chatted. And little did I know that my whole life was going to change from one weekend, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> The things I learned about myself, the releases of pent up trauma and grief and shame, like understanding that if you look at the hierarchy of frequencies, which I can't remember the name of it, but if it's like a, a frequency chart that shows you that if you're sitting in a frequency of shame, grief, anger, they're very low vibe frequencies. Right. When you're up in joy, happiness and fulfillment, all these other things, you, you're very high frequency. So the most simple way I could put that to anyone listening is, you know, when someone walks in a room, you look at them and like, what is it about this guy or this woman? Why are they so friendly? Why do I just want to chat to them? Because they're yep. vibrating at the a energy. high frequency. Yeah, 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 the yeah. energy is just so like, yeah. holy crap, I want to be around this person. So yep. I noticed that as soon as I got rid of these old emotions that were stuck in my body through meditation, uh, letters to the grief, or whatever it may have been, I noticed that my frequency started to raise. So through that, I started to meet people such as, Todd, Rip, all these other beautiful people in my life now. And there's these things that just started to accumulate. And like, like you would have seen through their story is that literally from us three taking the piss out of each other on that weekend where it was like, oh, because Rip's a builder. And it was like, oh, what are you going to be like the conscious carpenter? What are you going to be the, rip- <laughs> the, the, the ripple effect? Because his name's Rip. We're like, oh, yeah. the ripple effect. And little did we know that that was going to turn into... You know, we rip hosted this little thing in his backyard and then 
we did that again and got 20, 25 people there. We just did a bit of meditation, ice baths, breath work, connection, mm. had a barbecue. And all of a sudden, the three of us were like, well, why can't we turn this into an event? So within five weeks from a backyard event in Rip's backyard, we turned it into a hundred people at an event that we sold out in five weeks, created an event flow, got 12, I think it was like 12 leaders, 10 leaders. So facilitators to come and help and hold the space Yep. and got a videographer, photographer, all these things. We created a whole event in five weeks and it was probably the most chaotic time of my life and their lives. But the, the culmination of this incredible event that changed so many lives and what we seen that day was insane. Yeah, right? wow. So that in itself proved to myself and the boys as well, what you're capable of if you have the right people in your life. And if you really want to go after something, just make it happen. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm now in the coaching space where I'm mentoring and I call myself a human helper. Now, I, I, I word it like that because I listen to a lot of Ram Das. I don't know if you've heard of him before. I've heard of him. I haven't listened though. Highly recommend getting into him. He's, I guess for a lot of people, they would see him as woo-woo, but right. you know, his, his knowledge on life and just the way his views are just incredible. And one thing he said is that he used to be, I think he was a psychologist at some point. Okay. And what he saw, the issue with people that are psychologists, psychotherapists, counselors, whatever it might be, they only see themselves as that and then their client as a client or their patient. They don't see them as another human, so they treat them a certain way and there's a certain energy given to that. So when I go into helping the people I'm helping, if I say I'm just another human helping another human, I come at them with with equal love and equal understanding and not seeing myself from up here talking down to them. It's kind of like we're both equal because we are, we're all one. That's what my belief is. And if I come from that space of understanding and love, the help I give them is so different to then if I'm speaking down to them kind of thing. So, and that's what I've noticed is that when I'm coming from that place of understanding and that place of level headedness and seeing them as just at my level, the way that they reciprocate and listen to me and, and feel that Yep. He's like on a whole nother level. So yeah, yeah and it's good. it's just that uh that greater greater knowing that as soon as we get these people in our lives that can show us these things, mm. holy dooly, man, the things that are possible are crazy. It's nuts, isn't it? Yeah. That that that's such a good way of looking at it too, because a lot of people are are sheltered, I suppose, or that they're not prepared to look for change. I guess, um, but you've, you know, you clearly stepped outside your comfort zone on numerous occasions to get to where you are now. Um, and obviously, as we spoke about last time, and for those that don't remember, you know, you were a, a rugby league prodigy. You um, came through the Bronco Academy and then you got signed with the Broncos, but you you knocked them back. So for any, you know, young red-blooded male who lives in New South Wales or Queensland and has played rugby league, that's the ultimate goal, isn't it? To, to be an NRL player. Um, but you are one of probably very few who have turned that opportunity down, but it was primarily because of your happiness. And I think that's that's such a huge thing. Well, here's the thing. Mm. I've just recently figured out exactly what it was, right? Okay. So I believe now that now I know what I know, it was more the fact that rather than sit in the discomfort of going outside my comfort zone, I gave up. So it was like, 
I don't think I truly ever didn't like football. Right. I think I was just too scared of the discomfort that came with what came with football. So it was right. like this thing I recently, and this is what I've been telling a lot of people, especially like my, my humans, mm. is that there's this analogy of, say, this dog that's got a bark color on. And, you know, mm. when they go to a certain zone, they get zapped and like, oh, shit, I better go back to my comfort zone, to Absolutely. my house. Yep. What if that dog sat in the discomfort for a little bit, got zapped and it's like, oh, that wasn't too bad. And then it goes a little bit further. Yeah, right. A little bit Push further. The boundary. Yeah. A little bit further. And it sees that animal or something that it wants to chase out there. And it just keeps, it sits in that discomfort for a bit, sits on the edge. It's like, oh, this is getting easier. Oh, this is looks back in the comfort zone and the house is way back there. Yeah. All of a sudden he's past the zone of where he keeps getting shocked. And he's like, oh, let's go. And then he's living the life that he wanted to live. He's away from that. So I started to see that all I did was I gave into the discomfort. I gave yep. into the hardness and it was like, yeah, life's supposed to be hard. I actually discovered recently as well that anxiety, it's an emotion. Mm. We get we get told that it's a bad thing and yet anxiety saved us for many years. It was something I said on my podcast with Soph the other day where it's like, if we didn't have anxiety and then Johnny, the local ice addict is running at us with a knife, would we react in this, the way we're supposed to if we didn't have that reaction of Good point. fight or flight? Yeah. Would we have the reaction of, oh shit, adrenaline pumping through our body and like we need to, we need to run we need to focus on this thing that's in danger to us yep and we need to fuck off or try to fight probably don't fight because they're usually super strong so we, <laughs> we it's actually it's actually a beautiful thing if you look at anxiety as a beautiful thing and it's an emotion and something that we cannot get rid of everyone's right. always trying to escape from anxiety but it's not you can't the only people that don't experience anxiety are the people that are dead yeah because it's a it's literally something that is built into us our sympathetic state it's a su- survival practice, yeah. essentially. So as long as people can get to a point where they understand it, they accept it, yeah. they, they can learn to control it with things like breath, yep. meditation, understanding what is anxiety, what's causing you anxiety. Go towards that stuff more often because the more you go towards it, the easier that shit becomes. Absolutely. It's like, it's like if I go into the gym and just expect to lift 150 kilos and squat because I haven't trained for six months on legs, I'm mm. not going to probably do it very well. No. But if I start at, say, 80 kilos and work my way up and do the reps, do the reps, do the work, eventually 150 kilos becomes quite easy for me. That's right. Right? Yeah. So that, that fear of going to Brisbane to meet all these guys I didn't know or the training and the worried whether I'm going to be strong enough, fast enough, quick enough, whatever, all these things I used to question myself over, rather than just dealing with the discomfort, I gave up. Yeah, Okay. I said, no, nah, it's way easier to not do this than it is to do this. Yep. So I just gave up. And I'm going to call myself out on that. It wasn't that I didn't like football. Yep. It was that I was too much of a fucking pussy to just deal with the discomfort and deal. And this is the thing, right? Mm. The key in the wording I just used is that my masculine is now unlocked too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to be super feminine, mm. but now I'm able to call people out in their shit. I set yep. boundaries. I tell people how I feel. I tell my truth. I'm authentic because I don't care what people think. I still have moments. Everyone still has a moments where you're like a little bit, oh, should I post that? What are they going to think? Or should I wear that? What are they going to think? Whatever. Yep. But it's if you can take responsibility for your bullshit too and mm. realize your old thought patterns and beliefs that are holding you back, moving forward, we can change that as long as we're willing to deal with the discomfort. And I think that's such an important aspect. 
Oh, absolutely, mate. I think so. And that, that's really cool that you've identified that. Do Based on that now, do you have any regrets in regards to not pursuing that career? I know that we're obviously, you know, 10 years, 12 years down the track or whatever, and you'd effectively be, if you were playing, you'd be close to retirement by now, I would assume, injury aside and stuff. So having had the opportunity to reflect and obviously develop yourself a bit more, is there any element of a regret that you didn't pursue that career? There used to be, right? So, okay. And then I had that release at Espen's weekend where we wrote a letter to whatever regret we're holding on to. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a letter to my 17-year-old self and I actually just wrote this two pages worth, right? The writing was easy. Yep. So it was the writing where I wrote, hey, brother, I-, I love you. I actually respect you for the decision you made as hard as it was. And I thank you because what he did he sent me on a path of destruction for 10 plus years of identity crisis, mental health issues, nearly killing myself, mm-hmm. trying all these different jobs, all these issues. But I said, thank you, because what it gave me is the ability to now be a healer that I am because I dealt with all that shit yep. because of that decision I made. So now that I look at the grand scheme of things, it was supposed to happen. There this, you go. This six foot five, 130 kilo vessel wasn't built for playing football. <laughs> this six foot five, 130 kilo vessel was built to be a leader. Yeah, okay. Be seen and heard by people because when they see me, they're like, holy shit, he's a big dude. I'm going to listen purely because of his stature. Your presence, yeah. But the presence of the physicality, that's not what you can have a dude that's five foot two and is powerful as because his energy and his presence and the way he speaks and he's in his masculine and that sort of stuff, you know that can be much more powerful than a guy that is, you know, six foot 10, whatever, and a beast. But mm. it's, I realize now that what had to happen, I, ha- I, well, I didn't have to, I got to go through all that stuff to now be at this point where my energy levels match my size, yep. my, my presence and my leadership has caught up. And now I get that this vessel that is the outer shell, the human, the meat sack, <laughs> the, the pure meat sack was just, ready there for the being that's within me to catch up to the size essentially. Cause now I'm at that point where, as I said, dude, I've got all these new abilities. I've got all these new leadership traits. I've got this ability to speak better. Mm. Uh, I, so when, I don't know if you've heard about chakras at all. Yep. So my throat chakra, right. For anyone listening, I know this is going to sound a bit weird. If you haven't heard about this stuff, I get it. And this is why we'll talk about BBB in a sec, but yep. uh, you know, as Paul said, I was, I was a football player. So all this spiritual stuff to me was a bit of like, what the fuck is this on about? (laughs) I get it, but I've lived it and I understand it now, but my throat chakra, essentially after the first ripple effect, we do this exercise in the war pit where it's all the males face off against each other in a masculine trait. So it's screaming at each other's face to tap into that inner warrior. Cause a lot of men don't know how to use their masculine energy. They're still very feminine. Right. So, what happened that day? I just went at this kid that was in front of me, right? I've seen this footage. Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah, yeah. that's what I used to tap into on in the football field. Right. That's, that's what got me noticed because I never could use my masculine off the field and tell my truth and speak my truth and set the boundaries and use that masculine energy. So when I was on the football field, all that pent up masculine was getting unleashed on these poor guys on the other side of the, on the field. <laughs> so I was literally at the point where I was concussing people i was breaking bones like i was destroying people because i had so much energy built up because i wasn't wow. using it in real life sure so 
that's what I tapped into that day. And I realized that, oh shit, I can use this off the field too. And that's what Absolutely. I was missing. I, I understood now what I was missing from football and in life was that I have this ability to show who I am. I have this mm. ability to be powerful and strong, but without being physical, I can use my voice. So what happened is my throat chakra, essentially, I felt it rip. I felt blood and everything during that. So I couldn't speak for like a week. Wow. But after that, I swear to God, I spoke differently. I held myself differently. Really? I, so you'll notice, you'll probably notice something to keep an eye on. When someone goes to say something and they don't speak their truth, they'll usually like croak up a little bit. They'll get a bit yeah, okay. like a They'll have a little blowout, you know, yep. like when you when you're going through puberty, they'll go to say something, and because it's not their truth, mm. it'll come out in like a less like oh yeah, like it's it's a panic almost. Yep. So I've noticed now that yeah, I'm happy to say whatever I feel. It's all it all comes out very strong and with confidence, and people listen to you more because they're like, oh, I believe what he said because he said that with confidence. Mm. So that's where it starts to change, and you're like, well what do you mean you screamed in someone's face and you changed that? Like that, that's, <laughs> that can be one of the most powerful things. I literally tell some of my humans, it's like, go down to the beach, go under the water and scream for yeah. like 10 seconds, right? Release that shit. All that shit you're suppressing each week at work because you're dealing with Janine who's sitting next to you who's a bitch and she's, she's at you all day bullying you or whatever. Yep. And you can't express yourself because you don't know how to be in your masculine and tell her to fuck off or set the boundaries or whatever. How about you go down to the beach or into the forest or into your pillow and let all that rage out. Yep. Su- express it. Express it. Go to the gym. Go play some footy. Go join some local sports team. You know, All those things that we are suppressing, suppressing, suppressing actually causes anxiety too. Yeah, it it's does. Like building that nervous system up to the point where anything then sets you off into a panic attack because your sympathetic nervous system is so at peak all the time because you're not expressing anything. That's when it becomes a problem too. Wow. That's, uh, that's, yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) There's a lot, there's a lot in that. Sorry. I went on a weird tangent. No, no, no. That's really good. It's a lot to process, but that was, that was (laughs) really impressive. So, all right, let's, uh, let's um, talk about the ripple effect because you've mentioned that a couple of times now already. Um, you've had two major events to date. Obviously, you hold them like sort of every quarter or six monthly, something along those lines. Talk about the process. Uh, firstly, the first one, because obviously, as you mentioned, there was pr- pretty much panic stations from when you decided to do it to when it kicked off. But from all reports, it went off like a, a house on fire. It was unbelievable. And then that led into the second one, which is more recently. So talk us through that process, the experience you guys had as leaders, and then obviously the take-home from all the participants. Yeah, wow. It, I guess I'll pre-frame this as well as that myself and Todd have removed ourselves from the ripple effect. Okay. So we've decided that business, purely business-wise, we wanted to focus on our own things. Okay. So uh, Rip will be continuing on with it as, a, as his own thing with um, Beck, which they're amazing. We love them so much still, and they're going to do incredible things. But yep. uh, we just, ourselves, we just wanted to go our separate ways and do our own thing. Sure. Not, not, no, no, like um, stress, drama, whatever towards those people or, or whatever happened. There's no issues there. Yep. It was just like a different alignment, essentially, best way to put it. So, yeah, cool. But yeah, uh, the, first, the first event, man, holy crap. <laughs> Honestly, 
the most powerful experience probably of my life. Wow. I will Big say cool. that with confidence. Yeah. Easily with confidence, everyone should experience the ripple effect at some point mm. or these type of events like your cool to be conscious experience, uh, spirit breath work, whatever it might be, they people I feel like should or could go and experience this and change their lives. Yep. I'll never sit here and say you need to go because no one needs to do shit. You, <laughs> you, can, you can do whatever you like, but yep. I su- suggest that it would be something worthwhile because I saw people walk in there at the start of the day, right? Mm. We're getting all the wall paint, like painted up on your face. I don't know if you've seen the pictures of that. Yeah. Like, that's it. We wanted to keep everything very primal and tribal. Okay. So people are walking in because no one had any idea what they're walking into. No, they wouldn't have. Literally not a clue. They were like, what have we signed up to? What are these? Who are these people? Why they got <laughs> face paint on? What the fuck is this? And they come in and I've seen some women were like shaking. So I walk up like, Hey, how you doing? It's going to be okay. And like gave them a hug, settled them down, yep. calmed the nervous system down. And as soon as we jumped into the first meditation, you could see everyone start to be like, okay, okay, this is going to be okay. Toddy drops into like a, a childlike um, mindset through that meditation. And we go back to these things that are suppressed through our childhood. And I think that's a very important aspect is that we forget that our childlike past or our childlike energy gets suppressed as soon as we turn into adults right everyone everyone forgets we can still have fun yeah i was about to say we forget to have fun don't we man like i'm 32 i still game like a dork like i i'm usually on my xbox at least two or three times a week because that's kind of like a a meditation for me it's not escaping reality it used to be that but now it's like it, it it elevates me but essentially yeah long story short we process through the day the whole idea is that it's the men and women polarity. So we mm. wanted half, half for the day. So we got 50 men, 50 women. Okay. There's a few men that didn't show up on the day. They, they pulled out on the day or the night before, because obviously a lot of people, the anxiety gets to them, the fear. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, they start creating all these things in their head. Like, Oh, it's going to be this. And it's like, well, you don't know what it's going to be like. Cause it hasn't happened yet. So, <laughs> so, which is fine. I get it. I used to be like that too. I yeah. used to pull out in so many things like football. Yeah. You know? So, but essentially, uh, four of us male facilitators had to drop in. So we, exp- I dropped in. I experienced every single activity for myself. Nice. So things like the feminine appreciation, the, the masculine war pit, uh, watching, so receiving. So men usually don't receive unconditional love. We, we don't know how to just stand there and just receive unconditional love. So an activity there was we got all the men in a big circle arms out to the side, close down their eyes and just receive. We have music playing and the women are just going around and just hugging, you know, holding, showing love. And the men couldn't hug back because all men ever want to do is like, oh, let me just fix it. Let me, you know, like I want to fix, I want to give, I want to give, I want to be a provider. I want to be the hunter. Like, and it's like, no, just receive, just, just relax. Tap into the, the feminine side of things for yourself and you, receive love for once you receive help you receive guidance you receive compliments all these things that men especially are really bad or women are too usually from say someone says hey paul you're a really good looking dude mm-hmm. you know and you probably get it some people get a bit like oh no nah, no nah. like but if we just say thank you yeah you watch what how your life changes as soon as you start to just say thank you you actually then 
allow all this energy to just flow through you. And that could be money, help, opportunities, everything. The universe goes, oh, they're finally okay to receive. Well, here's all the good shit. That's so, so funny you, you mentioned that because that literally happened to me yesterday. I got a compliment and I, I sort of brushed, brushed it off. Yeah, I brushed it off. <laughs> right. So, dude, I'll give you this challenge for the next week. Just say thank you to literally everything. Okay. And you watch yep. what you watch what happens. You'll you'll get more business. You'll get more people pop up in your life that are good people. I, I cannot stop the opportunities right now. As soon as I started, just saying thank you. Wow. Could be anything. Could be hey, you're really tall, and I'll just be like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, R- rather than just being like, oh yeah, nah, but you're a bit tall. Like, yeah. there's no there's no need to to go into this defensive state and because i guess we've been so conditioned by our culture within australia especially is yeah oh you're so up yourself you love yourself that's it ego yeah 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 and i was like yeah i do love myself because i respect myself so eat a dick you know it's (laughs) it's, and it's not selfish it's just having self-love and self-worth allows us to um help more people in ourselves because we once our cup is filled we then can fill other people's cups. So yeah, totally that agree. receivership during that activity is purely for that. So yeah, we go through some more stuff. We do some ice baths. Tug of war is really fun. I've seen that. That looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then the ice baths are amazing. Obviously, I recommend ice baths to anyone, you know, helping mm. to overcome those nervous systems, help us overcome anything in life. If we can do an ice bath, usually you're just like, oh, I sat in this ice bath and nearly died the other day. I'll be fine with anything else. Yeah, that's exactly Not, right. You won't die, but some people think that jumping into cold water that cold, they're like, oh, I can't do this. Mm. And then as soon as they do it, oh, that was easy. And then they get this self-belief happening. Yep. So, And then one of the most powerful breath work, like the, the, power, the breath work that Todd took everyone through that first one and then the second one, holy crap. Like the, I saw people and, I, and the stories they shared after, some people saw like their deceased grandfathers or maybe like a, a dad or a sister or a brother that had passed away came to them during the breath because we released DMT during the breath work. Mm. And, you know, to, to, to think that breath is free yeah, and yet no one really does it or knows how it can help us, that, that is really sad to me because that's what's changed my life. Yep. If, if anyone wanted to take any advice or any value from this podcast today learn how to breathe properly yep right so yeah man that that first event of the ripple effect was just that and the second one was just even better you know because yeah, okay. we were we refined everything yep we, we had more leaders we had a better spot up in Mullaney. uh everything just went way smoother and it was more powerful that day because we knew what we were doing mm-hmm. and we had the right amount of men and women we didn't have to have any of the leaders really drop in which was cool okay. so but this is where it leads to the point where it was quite hard to get the people we wanted there, the people that we want or need or believe could do the work. Mm. Myself and Lukey O'Neill, who's a good mate of mine and is now a business partner of mine with Breath Brew and Barbecue, we realized that not everyone is just randomly going to be like, I'm going to go to this crazy day that looks insane and yeah. love it. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we get that from the outside in, it's probably terrifying. There's you know, a lot of resistance out there. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, guys, especially yep. men, men to, to do this work, this emotional work and this breath work and ice baths and all this sort of stuff. We get that it's quite intimidating and we understand mm. that we're, we're respectful of that. So 
the idea of breath brew and barbecue is that we create this really casual space to to get people to come along and we we talk about that stuff and we introduce it on a very casual basic level so okay. we might do like a 10 minute wim hof everyone everyone can do that you just put yeah. it on youtube and press play yep uh we do a little meditation again do it through youtube we we talk about what did we like the last time we did it was just at a friend's place. She invited us over and Lukey and I, without knowing, we just started to facilitate both of us naturally take them through that, take them through the ice bath, have a few drinks afterwards, whether it's kombucha, beer, coffee, whatever, tea, mm. and ate some nice food and just shared. And then around the fire, we just talk about our stuff. So the one big thing I think that's missing from our culture, and we all, we all know it, when you sit around a fire, this, it just hits different. Of course it does. You There's know? something different about that, isn't it? Oh man, it brings out something instinctual, something something primal and tribal yeah. within us to to share with the people around us. And I, I think something I learned recently, I can't remember the exact quote, but it was like fire is life. Mm. So we when we're around fire and we're talking about these emotions, these burning desires, these deep suppressed thoughts that we don't talk to anyone about, as soon as they're released, they can almost be released into the fire as well. We could write down something and chuck it in the fire and we've released that. Yeah. You know, that, that's actually an activity that I'll get some people to do where it's like, oh, you're holding on to resentment from your dad from 30 years ago. That doesn't sound fun. <laughs> what, <laughs> no, what, it doesn't. Why not write a letter to him? You don't have to give it to him or no. he might have passed or whatever. Write a letter, all the things that you want to say sorry for, the things you want to, um, you know, say, hey, it's all good. I, I um, respectfully say uh, thank you for what you did for me. I forgive you, all these things, chuck it in the fire, let that shit go. Let that yeah. old story go Move because on. it's happened, right? Yep. So these are the little moments we want to have during breath, brew and barbecue where it's like we want to introduce people into these things and help, help them see how helpful it is. Okay. And then maybe if they experience it on that very basic level and this really intimate sort of casual level, then they'll go to do these bigger events that are a yep. bit more intense, that are a bit more like – they go deeper and we start to, to chip away at the deeper layers and what comes out the other side, as you can see, dude, I've done so much of this work in the last 12 months. Mm. And as I said, if we look back at that video from that August podcast, I'm sure my presence is different. So I'm sure I'm, I speak differently. And that's the beauty of being able to show this work in that before and after is that you want to get here. Well, this is what you do and you can get here. Anyone can do it. Absolutely. So that's, um, that's definitely yeah, a take home message, isn't it? Like you can, you can preach all you want about wanting to change or wanting to do life better or just making improvements, but unless you take that first step, it's not going to happen. You've got to do it, and, you, and unfortunately, some of it's going to be uncomfortable. It's I believe discomfort, as you would know, being you know you're such a great trainer and you've been doing it for so long. You know that the ones that put in the hard yards and just do the reps every day and go through yep. that discomfort. They, everyone, I believe everyone puts these massive goals on them on themselves. Of they look at the top of Mount Everest and they're like, I'll never get up there. But if they just look at the first step and just go, 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 yeah, eventually right. they end up at the top, right? So, especially when you're training like people that are competing, mm. you know, the level of body fat they have to be at, like, not many people can do that. It's such an intense thing to do, but. I'm sure those people that do that realize that they're capable of anything because I would believe that'd be one of the hardest things ever to do. 
Absolutely. It is. You're right. Upon reflection, I've done it over 30 times. It's um, It creates the awareness that you can overcome nearly anything because you can put yourself through and it's by choice, put yourself through this, this, you know, this path of adversity where you're hungry, you're tired, you're emotional for six months of, of a period of time. But when you reflect back and go, wow, I can do that. I can do anything. And, and it is, it truly is a humbling, challenging experience all in one. Mm, so it's I, a good analogy. My, my question to you would be, have you done any of this, those sort of events, like those deeper diving events? I have. Um, we've had um, Potsy come down and, and take, take us through some workshops at my place. Uh, prior to that, we had another facilitator do it as well. So I've done the, the breath work and the ice a nice. um, couple of times. The ice is still a challenge for me, but I still do it. My wife puts me to shame every time. She just gets in and nails it and I'm in there uh, breathing rapidly, <laughs> but uh, I still do it. So that's, that's been really good. So, yeah, I, I, and I'm very much now, um, even my own personal evolution, I'm very much now more uh, awake and, and open to that style of, um, of learnings and, uh, and energy rather than, and, and, you know, go back five years, I would have gone, whatever, you know, this is yeah. woo-woo crap. But now it's like, wow, you know, I can, I can see the difference. Um, I can see what the universe provides and I can see, like, it's, it's something simple as, uh, as an example, you know, um, when you are constantly in, in my field of uh, work, when you're constantly stressed about like, oh, I don't have enough clients this week or something like that, it just has this negative impact on the entire week. But when you sort of take a step back and just let let it be and and um, remain as positive as you can, but next thing you know, you get three clients just drop in and say, hey, I want to train with you. It's incredible how that works and it works so often. You know? Holy crap. I'm, yeah. I'm so glad you brought that point up because that's what popped into my head as soon as you said it. Yep. I was like, oh man, the less I do, the more happens. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's amazing how that works. Hey, like you, you, you stress about money and you stress about not having enough work. Well, that's pretty much all you're going to focus on. But if you just take a step back and just chill a little bit more and, and, uh, and you know, you maybe you work on some other stuff in the background. Um, and just put that positive energy back out there. It, it it comes back on you. It really does. Literally, it's that's probably been the biggest change for me. Is I always struggle with money my whole mm, life. Sure. And not not to blame anyone. Obviously, my parents are just doing what they can with what they know. But it's yep. a lot of the time we're conditioned a certain way. Our money blueprint in, at a core in our sacrum or our solar plexus. Sorry, mm. is it's a lot of it's tied to our heart. And a lot of the time, we the first thing we remember is oh, we were told we could never buy that. We can't afford that. Oh, you've yeah. got enough money or people with money are evil. And I'm not saying this is what mum and dad said, but this is, I feel like this is a very common thread for people in Australia, especially we're told to feel a certain way about money. Yes. And so we believe that. And then we take on beliefs of, oh, I'll never be rich or I'll never be wealthy. I'll never be well off. And all these things, it's just repetitive. And it's like, well, subconscious will start to believe that. And then you'll start to manifest that. And then that is exactly what you'll get because- yep what what we believe we'll conceive and that absolutely that can be good or evil mm. so you know that that book in itself think and grow rich that's where i learned yep. those things through napoleon hill bob proctor rest in peace bob proctor yeah, <laughs> um, yeah 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 it's and knowing those things and only the last couple of months i was like well why can't i be wealthy why can't i be this multi-millionaire and i don't want to be wealthy for the fact of i want to be able to buy cool shit and blah 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 it's just, it attaches to my core value of wanting to leave as much impact as I can before I die. Yep. So the more money I have, the more business I can create, the more, more opportunity opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Right. So 
once I start attaching my, my reason to something more fulfilling like that, mm. it becomes easier because I know that the foundations I'm, I'm laying right now, as much as I still struggle week to week sometimes, I just know that it's all accumulating to this point where it's just going to be like, holy shit, here's $10 million for this incredible idea, Trav. Here you go. Or <laughs> you're, now, you're now one of the best podcasts in the world. We're going to sponsor you each week. You know, all these things. Yeah. It takes time and I'm understanding it's only been 12 months. Yeah. What's going to happen in five years? Oh, can you imagine? Right. Yeah. I, and I can already see it on my thing up there. It says number one podcast and self-development in the next 12 months. There you uh, go. Earning 200,000 per year. Uh, what else we got there? Financially free, travel Australia. I'm going to yep. do like a, I want like a mobile podcast in a van and just travel around Australia. Oh, how good. I remember you yeah. mentioned that on a previous podcast uh, and someone else's, yeah. Yeah, do the yeah. tech trek. So yeah, I want yeah, yeah. to set good. up in different towns and stuff and just set up a table and come tell me a story. Like all that stuff I believe is all manifesting right now because I'm putting in the work. So That's it. it's these things, so many people believe that that kind of life isn't, isn't available to us. It's out of reach. Yeah. And yeah. it's sad because I believe we've just been lied to our whole lives. Mm-hmm. You know, we are told that go to school, go to uni, get a job, work until you're 60 something and then yep. you retire and you can enjoy life. And yeah, yeah. And there, there's no judgment on people that want to do that. That's, that's fine. It's the people that I feel sorry for are the ones that are sitting in a job that they hate. And yeah. they think that that's all they're capable of. Yep. You know, totally doesn't, not everyone has to be a technician or a Paul Hooper or whatever it might be. It's like, you don't have to have some great scheme and great impact on life. You can also just live the life you want to live and go camping each week or do nothing all day, every day, and then have passive income through crypto or something. Like, yeah. just understanding that whatever life you want, you can literally have it. It's just a matter of doing it. Yeah. Oh, mate, that, you, you hit an nail on the head and that you literally just described what I, who I used to be. 14 years in construction, I hated it. I hated every minute of it, but I didn't realise that until I made the, the risk of changing into, into personal training. You know, mm. you, you, and, and you develop anxiety and you, you, you'd skip days of work because you didn't want to go in and, like, that was my life. So, yeah, it's, it's really – and there's so many people out there. Like, I, I obviously work with a lot of people that are in that boat. They constantly complain about their job. They don't like the people they work with. They don't like the stress that it brings, you know. They're just not happy. But What's the main fear. thing they say? When well, they don't want to change. You... They're fearful of yeah. changing, you know. I'll, I'll put it to them. I say, well, well, change your job. No, I can't do that. You yeah, know, of because course of the, not, no. Because of the money. Yeah, mm-hmm. money pays the bills and, you know, it keeps a roof over your head and all that sort of stuff, but they're not happy. And uh, yeah, it's, a, it's just a, a vicious cycle that they go around. It's yeah. once you start to see that it's possible. And again, it's envir- environment, right? So I'm That's watching, right. I've got all these people around me that are doing incredible things like uh, Elizabeth Ann Walker. I don't know if you've heard of her before. No, no. She's, she's got probably one of the biggest uh, NLP practices in Australia. Okay. And, you know, she's a few of my good friends have done her course, which is like a week long course. And, they give you all these incredible tools and resources to become an NLP practitioner. Yep. And some people will sit there and be like, what you do, you do this and you become this. And it's like, well, yeah, that's possible. Like it's that some of the biggest changes in my life have been in the last few months because I've met a lot of people within the NLP space. There you go. They've, they've helped me with reconditioning the way I think, the way mm. I look at things, the, the language, the language, the language yeah. is huge. You know, yeah. neurolinguistic programming. It's like one of the boys is 20 years old. Lockie. Yeah, well. 
he does inner child work and like shadow work and this dude's incredible. So we're actually going to be doing a podcast together where he's going to do a live method of what he does on me. So everyone can see. Oh, that's cool. Powerful. Yeah. yeah. So it is, there's probably still things from my, so inner child and that shadow work is usually on a subconscious level of things that were conditioned into us from zero to seven years old. Okay. So he has the ability potentially to go back all that way to things that we've suppressed to help us release some of that stuff we're probably still holding on to from that time. Right. Right. So right. We, we bring a lot of that suppression into our modern day life, which we act a certain way. So whether you were treated a certain way by your dad or your mom and you want approval. So then you treat your partners the same way where you want approval. So you do certain things. There's, I know there's so many men and women that get like toxic partners all the time. Like, yes. well, why does this keep happening? I keep getting this. Well, it's because that's your frequency. So yeah your frequency is what you'll frequently see. So yep. it's kind of, if you want, if you're in this state of, oh, I hate myself, I don't respect myself and blah, blah, blah. Well, what kind of person do you think is going to come into your life? Yeah. yeah. Not the one you want. No, that's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> but it's the one you need because that's the level you're at. So yeah. it's, yeah, man, you start, you start to think about these things in the greater picture. And like you said, I think it all started when, that 2020 year came around and we had time to slow down. Yeah. We had time to think. We had time to see and question things. Yeah. I think that's so important for anyone listening. Just question things. Mm. Ask, ask yourself what else is possible. That in itself, that one line, what else is possible can yeah. be such a empowering moment for you because you might be sitting there and thinking, well, it's easy for you to say you don't have kids, you don't have a mortgage and whatever right, else. Right. Like, yeah, okay, it's probably a little bit easier for me to take risks and, you know, just get by each week. But mm. you still have the ability to do that. It's just a little bit harder. That's right. Yeah. But it, it comes down to priority too. Mm. Um, you know, what do you consider your priorities? You know, and, and obviously family is always going to be very important. Look, I've got three young kids. I'm, I'm right up there in terms of that. But and, it, and it, it's very much relatable to um, the objections I get in terms of people wanting to do uh, improve their health. First thing is time. They always say I don't have enough time. Second thing is money. It's too expensive. Or I can't afford that. But when they say that, um, you know, the, the first thing that generally comes to mind as a response is, well, what's your priority? If, you know, if you're still um, spending money here, there and everywhere on other things that may not be as important, you can redirect that money to improve your life, improve your health, and then all of a sudden your aspect on life, your energy improves, your abundance improves, you know, you, you, you sleep better, your relationship improves, all because you've made this simple change. It's, um, mm. it's, it's, it's pretty impressive when it, when it happens, when people actually see it that way. Yeah, that's and that's the realization, right? And mm. I heard you say something in there that is so true. Foundational health is something that really gets brushed aside, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it does. Yeah, everyone wants to try and make everything so complicated and be like, "Oh, I have to go to the gym six times a week to get healthy." It's like, well, are you getting good sleep? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Drink some water, get good sleep. But you know what? That statement, it, I get that a lot. Um, I have to go to the gym. Yeah. If you change that around, this is the NLP stuff, and obviously I haven't learned it, but I know this for, works really, really well. It's not that I have to go to the gym, I get to go to the gym. Exactly. Yeah, it's a gratitude thing. You know, we, we live in a world where we have the opportunity to go to these amazing gyms and look after our bodies and our mind. 
not we have to go to the gym to flog ourselves because we feel we have to burn calories to lose weight or whatever the case may be. You've got to change mm. the perspective on how that is. I love that. And yeah. one of the most powerful practices I have during my rewire program that I'm doing at the moment. So this is my first, this is my first actual like program I've put together. Okay. And I had no idea what I was doing. I just said, <laughs> yep, I'm going to do a five week program and who wants to come and do it? So I yep. ended up getting eight clients, which was nice. amazing. And yep. Uh, five weeks of me attempting to change their lives, rewire their mindset, re- rewire the subconscious, their language, everything. Yep. And there's been some incredible breakthroughs and I've just How been good. building this as I go, right? So, How good. but during that, I was like, well, there's, then I just learned some practices from like books and stuff. Honestly, mm. guys, anyone listening, the best tool and resource I can give anyone is books. Yep. Books is the go-to because I learned this one thing that's been super powerful is I get people to write down a list of I shoulds. So I should go to the gym. I should lose weight. I should make more money. And then I'll get them to read that out. So say some of them do five or six, some of them do 20. I just give them time to to write it down. So, and we're doing this during the call. And then I go back and I say, say, let's go through that again. And I'm going to ask you something at the end of it. So let's say you say, I should get more clients. And I just say, why? Yeah. And you'll say, oh, because I need to make more money. Why? And we go deeper and deeper and we uncover the real why as to why you believe that. Mm-hmm. And then we flip that again and we go, all right, so we've got all our whys. We've got all the deeper understandings of all these I shoulds. Now let's go back and let's change that I should to if I wanted to, I could. So mm-hmm. now, now the line is if I wanted to, I could get more clients. Yeah. Right. So if you really wanted to, you could, there's just probably some things that you need to change up and, or get to change up. And that's, that's been one of the most powerful things that I've included now in this program. And you see it, the the conversations that happen and the realizations on their face when they're like, Oh my God, I don't have to do, I don't have to do shit. I get to do everything I want. You know, it's these things that we get told by our parents, like mom, dad, whatever it might be, Yeah, have compassion for them because they're doing what they can with what they know. It's that's right. We've you don't created, know what you don't know. Oh, dude, we've got 150 years worth of victims, right? Mm. So imagine people that were dealing with the Wild West or World War One or whatever. The kids they created, they obviously got a very different upbringing than say we would have. Yep. So everyone is just doing what they can with what they know. They know what they know. They don't know what they don't know. And have some, yeah, just say okay. I am grateful for the, the way you've raised me. I forgive you for all that bad shit you've done, whatever, because you just, you were scared too. You were scared and that's why you did this, this, and this. And not saying it's okay what some shit's happened because I know there's abuse, there's so much that, domestic yeah. violence, whatever. But if we can release those things and say, I really, and literally say to yourself, I release this, 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 do those letters, chuck them in the fire, whatever it might be, some sort of release method that in itself starts to bring down our anxiety within our body that's built up all the time. So anyone that's really struggling with anxiety and still does or deals with like this fear of judgment or whatever, Mm. it's usually thanks to some stuff that you're holding on to from the past. Now think about that for a second. You're holding on to shit that's happened still. Mm, Still. It's not happening. It's happening. No, it's not. (laughs) You're choosing to hold on to those things from the past that won't allow you to move forward. So Mm. yeah, dude, there's, there's so much within it that I'm seeing people in, it's only been some of them. It's only been two weeks and they're already having these 
life-changing realizations just from having someone to keep them accountable yep. and having someone looking from the outside in, which you would know all about. You'd hear people say certain things yep. and it's a blind spot for them. And then you just say, hey, I caught that. Let's talk about that. And you switch that language. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, thanks, Paul. Yeah. And then they can make these big changes again. That's it. It, it could be something so obvious yet because you're so one-dimensional in the way you're currently thinking that unless it's pointed out to you, you won't be, uh, you won't realize it. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. yeah. And that, that, there's no fault of theirs. That's just the way they've been sort of, as you mentioned, conditioned sort of for a period of time, obviously dragging stuff up from the past. But um, as soon as it's brought to your attention and made you aware and you can actually sort of break it down and think about it, um, it's a great way to get breakthroughs in, in any walk of life, whether it be, you know, trying to get someone to overcome a weight loss plateau or just the way they're thinking. Mm. Um, it's, yeah. I've actually got something prepared for this little podcast. Go on. Uh, do you know Jordan Peterson? I know that name. What do I know that name? So you'll you'll hear his voice because I'm, okay. I'm going to play this through this and hopefully it comes through the speakers as well. We'll okay. just test. We'll test it first. But essentially, what you just said is perfect, and I believe the core foundation of the issue why a lot of people don't do these things is because they don't respect themselves enough. They don't have okay. any self worth. Yep. So if they don't love themselves enough, if they don't respect themselves enough, they're not going to do the things to change. Because mm. they're like, why would I bother with this person when? I'll just go help other people get better because I love them more than myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then I listen to a lot of JP because he's incredible. Yep. And this little part hit me the other day. So I'll play this. Actually, I'll play the first second, see if it works. Okay. Imagine someone that you treat. Is that yep. coming through? Yep. Cool. All right. So it goes for about a minute, but I feel like it's very relevant. for This will teach a few people a few things. Let's do it. Eat well that you love. Then try to treat yourself that way. You got to detach from yourself a bit. You got to think, okay, well, I'm a person among other people, and I deserve at least as much respect as a person among other people. And I should be trying to help myself across time and instead of being self contemptuous and self destructive. I need to take care of myself as if I'm potentially valuable and to lay out my life that way. And so that's what that's, that chapter is about. And it's it, it's hard for people, you know, they don't take care of themselves as well as they should. And I don't mean, you know, take care of yourself. I mean, that is what I mean. It's like, it's not a moralistic attack. It's like, it's an encouragement to give yourself a bit of the benefit of the doubt, take care of your room, take care of your things, like have some respect for, for yourself. It's like you are there is a lot of potential within you and there's many things that you can do and you're necessary. You're necessary more than you think to the unfolding of things. Like if you make a bunch of bad decisions, things get worse, not just for you, like things get worse. And so it matters what you do. And, and so part of what you do is you want to treat yourself as if what you do matters. And so you. So treat yourself as if what you do matters. Cause it does. It does. It 100% does. Respect yourself to the point where you believe that every decision you make as soon as you put your foot down on that floor when you wake up is going to make a difference in the world because it will. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like that. The, the, about doing all the little things right. Make your bed. Clean your room. Like have respect for your surroundings. It's, it's so, so true. Yet we take it for granted and potentially don't do it because we don't deem it important enough. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, usually they say like messy room, messy mind. So yeah, it's like, well, yeah. can we can we at least 
foundationally have a good sleep, wake up, drink some water, clean up, make our bed, do our morning affirmations in the mirror, have a mm. cold shower, have a feed or a bit of a stretch, whatever. That is literally a great foundation to starting your rebuilding of who you truly want to be. Set your intentions for the day. Yeah. Positive right. intentions for the day. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that's something where anyone that's really struggling with uh, relationships, I found a beautiful hack Okay. <laughs> through, through a challenge that a mate, Toddy said to me, he, he had some feedback and he said, all right, there's some stuff I'm seeing that you're probably not seeing from the outside in as a mm. good mate and a good mentor. They'll call you out in your shit. Yeah, absolutely. And he's like, what I want you to do is do a month of no porn, no masturbation, no sex, mm. no, no dating apps, whatever. Yep. Most powerful thing I've ever done, honestly. Right. I know it sounds silly because it's only a month. I know women that have done like eight, 10 months, whatever, 12 months. And, but for men, they find it really hard because they get quite addicted to porn and that sort of thing because it's mm-hmm. that dopamine release. So yes. it could be soft porn on uh, Instagram. It could yep. be anything, but we get so used to that chemical release of dopamine, we get addicted to it. So then it's really hard to find happiness in real life because we get so addicted to that feeling. Yes. So then we start trying to find that in real life through porn, uh, pokies, beer, cocaine, all that sort of stuff. Yep. So honestly, a month, that's all it took for me. Could take Mm. someone two weeks, but that month allowed me to then build up the resilience and the, you have so much more energy, so much more energy, man. My business went off during that month because I just had all this energy to put into that, all this life source to put into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what else, what, what else happened was that whenever I say I wanted to meet up with someone for like mm. a coffee or anything like that, the intention was I'm not meeting this person to try and sleep with them or become anything. I'm just mm. meeting them as a human to have a good chat. Worst case scenario, I have a two, three hour chat over coffee and I have a good time and I've got a new friend. There you go. Right. There's no... There's no attachment to the outcome of like, oh, why don't they like me? Oh, was I too ugly? Or did I say the wrong thing? It's like, yep. who cares what happened? If it turns out the way that it's supposed to, it will. And mm. the way it turns out is perfect. Either way, it's if you go into the with the intention of, as I said, not having any attachment to the outcome, yep. whatever happens, happens. Cool. Yep. And that's when we start to realize that if we've got power of ourselves and we've got power of whatever we're doing, we can only control that. You can't control how the other person is going to think or feel. Yeah, that's right. It's whatever you're projecting, they're going to pick up on. They might really like what you put up. Absolutely. They might not. Yeah, but so, that's okay. Yeah, and that's okay. So anyone mm-hmm. that's really struggling to find that significant other or find friends or whatever it is, really think about maybe working on yourself first mm. and then raise your vibration a little bit and then those people will start to come into your life that you deserve. So- yeah, best thing I ever did because it obviously also made me realize that, yeah, masturbation itself is not any good, man. <laughs> we get we get told for so long and it's like, it's healthy. It's like, well, yeah, okay. Like you can do it if you like here and there. Yeah. But if you're, if you're the type of dude that's at home masturbating two or three times a day, then you need to get yourself sorted because we don't need to. You get to. Because honestly, on the other side of if you can hold yourself off from doing that stuff, mm. Life without it is so much better. There you go. So much better. How good. Mm. That's unreal, man. So you mentioned your little whiteboard in the background there about your intentions and obviously the next five-year 
plans. So is there anything else that you'd, you'd like to share that you haven't already in terms of what you're um, wanting to achieve based on obviously your evolution to this point? Um, yes. I know you've mentioned tracking around in a van doing those, um, what do you call it, the travel tech? Uh, the tech trek. Tech trek. How cool. Yep. Um, have you got any other um, ventures or events or anything that you're planning? Um, obviously, the evolution of your programming and stuff is going to continue as well. Some big plans in place, bro. Oh, so, that's what I like to hear. Uh, Rewire in itself is going to become a community. So okay. not it's not just this program. What I want Rewire to become is it's home. It's all brand. It's home, mm. it's, so we've got clothing, we've got memberships, we've got, it's rewiring the whole culture. I want to create a rewire program where it's say, um, I've got an event where I can get four of my favorite influences on the Sunshine Coast or like incredible mentors, entrepreneurs. I get them to come to a place where a hundred people can come listen, but I'm the technician at the front interviewing them in a panel style thing. Gotcha. So you get the benefit of watching basically a live podcast, but all these incredible people you can learn from. Yep. So that in itself would be a rewire event. Mm. Um, and then obviously breath brew and barbecue BBB is going to be incredible. Yep. Uh, I've, I've got a digital media agency. I'm starting with two mates, um, which will be coming soon. Yep. So creating content and social media strategies and stuff for brands. Yep. Uh, I've also got the big one, the really big one that's my North star right now to get me to the point of, you know, being able to live the life I want in freedom. It could take mm. 10 years, could take five years. Essentially I want to create a technician Academy. Wow. So, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. So I'd love to have the ability to have this program. That's like an RTO. So say people can become PTs or whatever yep. nutritionists. I'd love to create a program that is literally, you can become a technician. So, right. cause I know, myself i've got my own source i've got my own modalities on how i believe people can be helped yep and i want to create that where you could become this coach of sorts that has these different abilities and techniques and whatever and yeah we just i have more of me you know I, only one person can, can change so many people or impact so many people so if i have a heap of technicians running around then more impact will happen right Absolutely. So that that's the ultimate goal because wow. I know that's where massive change happens along with the podcast and stuff. But yep. uh, I'd love – and that sort of stuff, I wouldn't allow just anyone to become a technician. It would be like yep. we need to go through like an inter interview phase where it's like, oh, do you do this? Do you yeah. believe in this? You, do you embody this or whatever? And yep. it you become this different sort of person essentially. So yep. um yeah, man, that's that's the massive plan that everything's sort of working towards. How good. But, but just increasing my ability. I've still got to finish my Cert 4 and fitness. I haven't touched it for like six months because I've yeah, just well. been so focused on everything else. Yep. Uh, but that's another modality to – because I believe the body is so important too. Oh, like I, yeah. I, I 100% there's, there's so much benefits in having that knowledge and providing yep. that for your clients as well. So – yeah, man, there's there's lots to do. So much to do. <laughs> my my goal for the podcast itself. Yep. I've got my biggest guest coming up in a few weeks. He's still he's just taking a bit of time because of his schedule. But okay. uh, James O'Connor, the, the I Reds, saw that. Yeah, that's yes. unreal, man. Yeah, thank you, bro. So yeah. Jock, 
Jock reached out last night because he's just healed up from his knee injury. So he okay. had a bit more time while he was injured, but because yep. he's healed so quick and they've got him back in the team, yep. he's just a little bit busier than he thought he'd be. But he's like, he reached out on himself and he goes, man, I'm still committed to it. It's still going to happen. I'm just finding my schedule. That will be an amazing interview that, you know, he's had a pretty tr- tremendous story. Oh um, yeah. To, yeah. To the rise and the fall and coming through to the wall. He's so young and, oh, I look forward to that one. Yeah, yeah. So that that'd be cool. I guess my my goal is to get that man on at some point, Jordan Peterson. Okay. Yeah. Unreal. That hey, he, you can only you can only ask, can you? Well, that's the thing. And you know, I used to sit there and think, oh, I'm not smart enough to have someone like that on my podcast. And it's like, well, I don't have to be anything. I can just no. ask the right questions and listen to him and be a human and chat to him. I'm sure he'll come up with some cool shit. Yep, absolutely. I remember I went to a um Oh, an event, um, must have been maybe 2018, um, that had Gary Vee as the headline. Ooh, and yeah. um, he was taking Q&As from the crowd. Like, there was 1,000 people there. So they all queued up asking the questions. Young girl got up there and she said, um, I don't know, she gave a little spill and then she said, I'm starting a podcast. Is there any chance you would come on it? And without a hesitation, he said, yep, no worries. Send me a message, I'll do it. Just mm-hmm. like that. All because she asked. And right. this is Gary V, you know, one of the, the, the coolest entrepreneurs on the planet um, who he probably did, gets approached all the time. He also, yeah, that's what started happening after that, right? So mm. he started getting all these people asking, hey, and then what he actually did then, he set some boundaries. He goes, no. And then he goes, get to 100 episodes, email me on your 100th episode, and I'll be your 100th guest. There you go. So he, yeah. was, he was setting the accountability for them and the goals. Yep. To make sure, because so many people were doing, they'd get Gary on, and then they'd finish after like twelve episodes. Yeah, and they'd up. try and build or leapfrog from from him being on there. Yeah, yeah, because like, yeah. and you know, me saying, "Oh, I'm getting Jock on." Yeah, it's awesome, but cool. What if I get Jock on and then I give up two weeks later, or yeah, it it doesn't blow up, which you know maybe it doesn't. I've got the intention that it'll go viral and I'll yep. be able to get bigger guests and whatever. But if it doesn't, that's okay. Mm. You know, being it a is. realist that. Everything doesn't work out, even though you want to believe that it all can work out. Yep. Be prepared for the worst, but yep. hope for the best. How good. Hmm. How good. Oh, mate, we've been going for, jeez, well, uh, what is <laughs> hour that? And an 10 hour? already. Yeah, hour and 10. It's just so simple, isn't it? <laughs> it, is. it is. That was cool. Uh, we, might, uh, we might wind it up. I could talk for hours, but um, I, yep. I, I, I won't this time around, but we might do a part three at some stage, eh? Yeah, dude, 100%. I'll have to get you on mine as well. That's something Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. Anytime, mate. Anytime. You know that. Um, so what? Uh, last time, obviously, the final question I asked was, who do you invite to dinner? You know, a bit of a personality test. And for the life of me, I can't remember who you said, but I'm going to assume that that answer has changed in the last 12 months. Yeah, so, I think it was J. Cole or something. It was a It, may, it may very well have been. That rings a bell, yeah. So... Is there anyone else now, given your evolution in, in life and uh, career, that you would have over for dinner? Was it someone that's passed away as well we could have? Yeah, you can have, yeah, passed away, live dead, nonfiction, um, male, female, it's totally open, yeah. It's it's definitely changed for sure. So There you go. My, my three now would be Jordan Peterson. Okay. For sure. Um, yep. Baba Ram Dass, so Ram Dass. Yep. And... Uh, Paul check. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Absolutely. I've, I've been listening to so much Paul check lately and yep. it's just made me have this whole new appreciation for the boys at corrective culture. Yeah. You know, Cal and Jakey, what they're doing and the mindset they have around just life and like the four doctors and everything is, I believe as a foundation that should be learned by everyone. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, not should. It could. It could be. It could, yeah. yeah. You know, and it's, uh, yeah. But the, having those three men, that's been my influence for the last probably six months or so. Mm-hmm. And I can't stop. I can't stop my happiness, man. Like it's, I, I have my moments where some bad shit happens, but it just doesn't bother me because I allow, I, I feel it. Yep. I express it. Yep. I let it work, work through my body. I'm good to go. Yep. I learned a really cool um, analogy of that. I, I go to um, Dion Monkovic's master, yeah. mastermind classes of, of networking events every fortnight. And he dropped this piece of information that he'd learned um, last week. And he said, allow yourself 60 seconds of beige whenever you have, um, you know, a bad moment or an issue or a negativity or something like that. And I really like that. 60 mm. seconds of beige. It's not black. It's not white. It's not blue. It's not green. It's just beige. Sit in it for 60 seconds. Allow it to be, and then move on. Love I that. Thought, you know what? Yeah. Well, that's a that's a great analogy. That's huge. I yeah. like that. So the mastermind's still on, is it? Yeah, he restarted them. Um, maybe what have I been to now? Three or four of them. So yeah, not that long ago. Okay. I, I do his online programming as well, so it's just part of that. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's cool. It's it's nowhere near as as big as it was when you guys were going. Um, he's capped it at thirty people and then invite only. But perfect. Um, yeah, it's cool for networking and just getting some insight, um, helping with business and things like that. Yeah, it's really enjoyable. Well, it's better that way because you're getting people in there that actually want to do the work. You That's know, what he said. Yeah, you want. I, you I want noticed that there for the reasons. Yeah, when there was more people, it was yep. some people would just be going there as like a therapy session. Yep. You know, which you know we we're there to help each other. Yep. But if you're not then giving as much as you're taking. Yep. It's not really beneficial for everyone, right? That's exactly right, hundred percent. So yeah, no, they're going well. They're going well. Nice, mate. That was awesome. I really enjoyed that. I yeah, hope that there's uh, well, there's plenty of value in that for sure. So uh, anyone who listens, um, and the the listens now, uh, last I checked, I've I cracked about twelve thousand uh, in total. So that's amazing. Yeah. So this is episode ninety two. So I'm I'm getting close to that hundred, which would be good. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it's growing, and, and I get a lot of feedback too, which is really good. A lot of positive feedback, I should say, which well, is really good. It's the consistency, man. You just do the work. You know yeah. that. You know, you, you can't be consistent. Consistency and discipline will always win over everything. Man, and and you can you can apply that to anything in life. If you Literally. are consistent and disciplined in anything you do. You, you will be out in front. No doubt about it. Yeah, Agreed. totally agree. Mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much again for giving up your time on this uh, this wet Friday. I'm just looking outside. It's terrible weather. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> thank you, brother. I, but uh, yeah, nonetheless. Got a, lot, got a lot of time for you. You're a good man. And, thank um, you, mate. Always happy to help out any way I can. I appreciate that. I do really do. And yeah, you're welcome to come down and uh, pump some iron in my gym anytime you want to, mate. Oh, yeah. Show me how yeah. it's done rugby league style. <laughs> <laughs> or we could do it. We could do a BBB at your gym. Yeah, that'd be cool. I got, yeah. I got, I got heaps of space now, so there's plenty of room down there. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. All right, put that one out there. Yeah, we had <laughs> um, when JP did his breath work and ice, we had thirty um people uh, on perfect, the floor yeah. doing breath, and then out out in the front we had two giant ice bars. So yeah, we could easily hold more. There's enough room there for sure. Sounds good to me, brother. Unreal, man. All right, take it easy, eh? Cheers, legend. See you, Paul. Thank you. I'd like to thank uh, Travis for giving up his time uh, on this podcast. It's really insightful and so refreshing to hear someone who's completely changed direction of their life. Um, They've pivoted, they've shifted, as we say, and they've uh, found a new passion, and it's awesome. So give Travis a follow on his various 
platforms. Definitely give his podcast a listen. I highly recommend it. He is getting some amazing guest speakers on his podcast. In particular, there's a few coming up that I'm really going to look forward to listening to. Um, now, if you have enjoyed this podcast, please share it across your stories. Tag myself at Paul's Body Engineering. Tag Travis's uh, Instagram handle as well at the Technician. And if you're interested in any of my coaching services or any of my products, please jump on paulsbodyengineering.com. And as I say to every client, every single day, have a great day.